0: There, I've locked it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said to Catherine. There, I've locked it on your face. It is the Frank and French show. I'm Frank Murphy.
1: I'm Catherine Frady.
0: Should I edit that part out? Maybe I should yeah, edit that I part out. I like it.
1: Yeah. I was trying good.
0: to set the camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's I thought I—I I thought
0: I had it because it keeps wanting to focus on the beautiful marigold, which mm. I can tell you all about. Yes, but instead I've locked the focus on your face. So as long as you don't move.
1: Okay, I will try not to I move think this we'll entire episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, sharing, liking, and subscribing, especially on YouTube, as we inch ever closer to the unattainable goal: the to dream the impossible dream. <laughs>
1: Are we Something there?
0: I was gonna. I thought I knew the next line of the song. This is like opera singers do this song, yeah. you know, from Mancha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, to right
1: dream that. the impossible dream. To
0: dream the impossible dream.
1: To fight right,
0: the impossible foe. Inevitable
1: foe. Yeah. Inevitable foe. Okay. <laughs>
0: Something da 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 da. Anyway, my dad used to listen to that record all the time.
1: Nice.
0: Um So we're here and we're on the YouTube, and I got a new subscriber from crippled. Beagle Publishing.
1: Okay, and I want
0: to say thank you, Jody, for subscribing because she threatened to watch an episode, and now this is a test to To see if she actually watches. Actually, did nice because uh, she was talking to this veterinarian named uh, Dr. Randy Lang, who has a dog named Josh, and he writes children's books about Josh. And I met the apparently I met Josh one. He's up to Josh four. Okay, but um, (laughs) years ago he would come to Children's Hospital when we were doing radio thons and telethons and various things. Anyway, he's looking to do some publicity uh, for his children's books, and he told her to look me up. <laughs> so Jody found the Frank and Friends show, and uh, I guess at some point we'll have a dog over there.
1: That'd be great, you know, yeah. Josh the dog. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that it's Josh Four because the, the um, LSU Tigers yeah. have an actual tiger on campus, Oh. and I went to actually see the tiger this summer, but they're on like number eleven. It's well, Mike, number 11, you know.
0: <laughs> does the tiger come out on the field?
1: It does. They bring him the on the field like, during the game. In a cage? In a cage. Or does he get to
0: walk out there?
1: Just in a cage.
0: But. <sighs> I bet in the olden days they just walked him out on a leash. You know, it's possible. Well, the Detroit Lions I read recently wanted to bring a live lion on the field because that was the thing in the old days. I mean, I remember we did a photo shoot with Mark and Brian one time because they kind of looked like Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. So we thought, well, let's get some live tigers to spice up this photo shoot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? It was the nineties. Nothing can go wrong. Uh, it's the nineties. So, 90s. <laughs> so
0: uh, Pam Baker calls some animal tiger rescue joint up in Valencia, California. <laughs> the van shows up. Two tigers get out. I mean, there were people too,
1: like on the le- just like on a leash. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now then, the photographer, the ABC photographer, we're at we're at the ABC um, headquarters. Not headquarters, but their. Um, they're Los Angeles headquarters in Century City, and they have a photo studio for all the sitcom stars to come in and do their poses. poses? sure. So we have yeah. Mark and Brian over there, and they bring in the tigers, and the photographer's like, I, let me, and I says, and we didn't understand really the concept of Photoshop the way he did back yeah. in the mid-90s. Yeah. He says, let me take a picture of the tigers. So we brought the tigers in, they sat there, they posed, they got gotcha. their pictures made, and then they were brought outside, so I'm hanging outside with the tigers, far enough away that their chain, they're ca- not they can't reach me because they're on a chain, yeah, and no, they're tied yeah. to a tree. Uh, and Mark and Brian go in, and they pose where the tigers had been.
1: Gotcha. Like on the sides? You know, it's like the tigers would be in the middle?
0: Well, one of them made it look like he was straddling the tiger. Gotcha. And the other made it look like he had a chair or a whip or something and was taming the tiger. Gotcha. And um, well, I probably could... I, I mean, they mean, I just like photoshopped
1: had, it? You probably thought yeah, of
0: it? Well, I researched all this for my book that I'm eventually going to write, that I am threatening to keep threatening to write. But I've written this chapter already, which is why it all comes to mind so easily. The tiger chapter has already been written. But let's see if I can show you. Maybe I can even put it on the screen. That'd be great. If I can find the... the, It was on the cover of a magazine called Los Angeles Radio Guide.
1: Here it is. There they are.
0: So that... I was there. The background was like a green screen. You know, so you can't really tell. You can't really tell. I mean, for for 1997... Yeah, that's pretty good Photoshop for 1997. It is pretty
1: good. I mean, 1997. It does look like 1997. Well... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so there you go. Oh, and then the next picture, when I search for, uh, for tiger, the next picture is the Clemson tiger mascot. Okay. Which was, uh, this is a long jag. I don't know how we got on this. Well, I'm interested. This is the uh, Clemson tiger mascot, and we are at a wedding at Cherokee Country Club here in Knoxville. Nice. Apparently you can That rent, one's
1: not as scary.
0: You can rent the Clemson tiger. Okay. I imagine you could probably rent Smokey the dog. Now, do they bring a real
1: dog
0: out? I don't even know. At
1: UT? At UT. Well, they have have two. They
0: have a costumed dog Mm -hmm. named Smokey, Mm -hmm. uh, who looks like a cartoon character, very lovable. And they also have a real blue tick, blue tick coonhound, I think is what they're called, um, named Smokey. And they're up to, like, probably well past...
1: Well past 11?
0: They're in the, I think they're in the teens, Teens? maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they've had... I mean, how long do dogs live? Which gets back to Dr. Uh, Lang, and, and I'm saying, well, uh, doctor, I know you're a good vet, but seriously, how right. long can you keep these dogs alive? Right. Which is the answer. He's up to number four. Up to number four. Hey.
1: You know, I mean, it depends on how long. Different breeds have different lengths of lives, you know. Like yeah. Seven to ten years, maybe? I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, Batman's uh, Robin, TV's Burt Ward, sells dog food that keeps larger dogs alive longer, or so he claims. Nice. And he's got a lot of big, like very big dogs. That are supposed to be dead, but they're still alive. <laughs> because he's kept them alive, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 20 years. That's so,
1: awesome. Yeah. Just with this dog food. It's but it's only food. for big dogs, like little well, dogs. Well,
0: he's got big different mixes, but that's where I got started. He had these massive dogs and um, somehow got involved in this dog food that has some... Magic. Whatever yeah. does it does. I think it basically doesn't have all the garbage that normal dog, dog food, food does has. have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more a matter of what they took out rather than what, what they, they put, put in. in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we hey. put in real ingredients and now your dogs can live longer.
0: It just occurred to me, Catherine, yeah. that I'm in Knoxville.
1: You are in Knoxville. S- I'm here too. So are you. <laughs> Imagine that.
0: Tell us about you, Catherine. Tell us about you. Oh, because, my goodness. Um, I'm going to. Rush this episode out so that it comes out on Friday the... Um, 18th. Is that right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Friday the 18th, which means that the next day, Saturday the 19th, you singing. will be singing to me.
1: That's right. I'll be singing in a cave. We're going to be back at Cherokee Caverns with Marble City Opera. And the When st- I am
0: dead, I would like this to be known as the Frank Murphy Memorial <laughs> Stalactites, Sopranos, and Stilettos concert.
1: Okay. That's Because it was my idea. That's a deal. That's
0: all I care about. That's it's a getting deal. credit for my idea.
1: Your idea was to have it in the cave. <laughs> yes. Yes indeed. <laughs> Stalactite, sopranos, and stilettos. Although one of our sopranos this year is refusing to wear stilettos. Oh,
0: well she's probably not even she's probably a mezzo anyway. <laughs>
1: wow. I mean she's
0: over too. <laughs> It occurs to me I don't know which one we're talking about, so I better hush my mouth.
1: <laughs> she does often sing mezzo roles that I give her, yeah. Oh, okay. But she's technically a soprano. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Well, what's she going to wear?
1: I don't know yet. We're thinking that she should maybe just like go full-on combat boot just to mm-hmm. be the opposite, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Well... Uh, if it well, it hasn't. It, it's going to be dry the week leading up to the cave concert, so right. it won't be too goopy down there. Which is good. Uh, if you know after a rain, you know the the ceiling drips because that's how the stalactites are formed. They the rain drips down and the minerals drip down, and they, right. the stalactites are formed. And the stalagmites coming up from the bottom as well. But um, yeah, so I was good, uh, Rubber boots are appropriate in the cave at certain times. I guess she'll be all right.
1: She'll be all right. I'm thinking about putting down, like, a rug this time. That's a good idea. Like, on the ground where we're standing. It'll get dirty. Yeah. I mean,
0: because it's on dirt. Yeah, sure. But I have,
1: like, an old, you know. All
0: right. Theater rug.
1: Yes, a theater rug. Okay. Um, Which I think I might use.
0: How about if you got her... I've seen um, women at Walmart wearing this, where they have a tank top or a T-shirt of some kind that has, like... The, um, the shoe on it. A picture of a soprano of a soprano, Picture of a <laughs> stiletto made out of um, beads, or you know, like yeah, um, that could work. Bedazzled. That's there the go, word, Bedazzled. I'm
1: for. A bedazzled stiletto. I'm also thinking of bringing in a cube where we just like put like some stilettos. Oh, on display. On, on display. That way,
0: technically, they're there.
1: Exactly. Genius. Yeah. Just making well sure. Yeah. done. Yeah. And also, like next year when we do this,
0: because if any of your foot fetish fans show up, you're correct. gonna you don't want to disappoint
1: them. Exactly. Yeah. But next year when we do it, I don't think I can pull it off for this Saturday. But I want to have cubes all the way along the pathway down into the cave yes. displaying different stilettos. Oh, and also That's maybe, a lot of shoes. You right? need a shoe sponsor for that. I know. Well, I was thinking we could turn it into a fundraiser. Good idea. You know? Do a silent auction for buy your stilettos. Idea. That's a very good idea. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, yeah, we that, that sounds like a radio promotion, too, because we used to do... Um, pick your purse or something like that. Yeah. Or the women would all win a chance and they'd show up and there'd be all these coach purses. And then based on what number they drew, they could pick one. And, you know, if you had a low number, you could pick whichever one, you, your first choice. But if you had a high number, you might get your second or third choice. Sure. But still,
1: yeah. Yeah. a great fun. fundraiser.
0: You could, in, this, in your case, you'd buy a, a raffle ticket and get a number to pick a shoe.
1: Yeah, I think that could be oh, fun. Oh, that's good, Catherine. Thanks. That's you fantastic. Know. Although I guess we have to have, like, different sizes, you know, No, you just display
0: the shoes and you give them a gift card. (laughs) And then they have to go to the store, which then the people at the store will upsell them into buying um, whatever goes with stilettos. You know, insoles, foamy, foamy pads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Have you seen those? The new, the latest um, shoe that has the heel. It's got the stiletto, but then it folds down into a flat. Have you seen these?
0: Uh, why would I? No, I don't shop I mean, for women's shoes. You don't? No. You
1: don't. Oh, okay, well, I didn't know what you do on the weekends.
0: <laughs> no, see, I'll admit, uh, your idea. Uh, all right. When, you, when I'm dead and you want to name it, you can say, This is the Frank Murphy Memorial Stalactites and Sopranos Concert, Stilettos idea from Catherine Frady.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I will admit, I did not come up with the Stilettos idea. It was genius, <laughs> but I just said, Hey, Catherine, it sounds good in the cave. <laughs>
1: You should sing
0: there. That's That was the extent of my contribution.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. I'm right. excited about that. What it. are you going to sing? I'm going to be singing Trees on the Mountain. Don't know that one. Yes, you do. It's from Susanna. Oh. Susanna's second aria.
0: I heard that one when I went to see your show, Susanna, at uh, Marble Springs.
1: That's right. And I'm going to be singing something from Soar Angelica, and I'm going to be singing...
0: S- is some, no, something is from um, West Side Story, I think.
1: Something is from West Side Story, perhaps? Right. No,
0: no, wait. Some What is the song, Something? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, they... All right, never mind. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So there's something from Sorangelica. Something
1: from Sorangelica, There's music from, like, Puccini and ah, Verdi Puccini. and wow. Mozart. These are the good ones. All of the good ones. All the ones I like. All of the ones that you like. Great. That's, I mean, it's in your honor, so, obviously. So none but, of that atonal stuff. So there's no <laughs> atonal music. It's just music that Frank Murphy would like. That's how we're going to Can gonna you explain it to me why
0: why I'm getting postcards from the opera conference in Los Angeles? I don't, I'm not going to the opera conference in Los Angeles well, they next a, June.
1: They have an opportunity for trustees to. I'm not a trustee. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, <laughs> You're a board member for Marvel City Opera. That, that makes, makes you me a trustee. An opera trustee. You're very fancy. All right. Yeah, I don't know. They they steal all of our contact information for our board members.
0: Well, that's clearly and, what's happened here. And then
1: you get postcards and mailings from them. Oh, well, there's a
0: mole. you got a mole on the inside who's exactly. telling these people my address. I would
1: never do it. <laughs> Well, at least this time it's to Frank Murphy. Yeah. And not that other name.
0: Oh, yeah. My wife. I don't want her to get the mail. She doesn't want to go to the opera conference. She only sings. <laughs> well, I got another uh, postcard in the mail. We're on the topic. And this one is from the Children's Museum of Oak Ridge. Nice. And um, they are having their big gala in November. November 17th. But well, what this I'm excited about is that all the times that I've asked and begged, people want me to MC stuff. And I'm like, well, are you going to pay me? And they'll say no. And I'll say, okay, well, then either I'm not doing it because I need the money... Or, if it's something like the Children's Museum, I'm kind of a soft spot for that. Sure. So, I said, well, could you give me some free tickets I can take the grandkids? like, of course. Of course you can have a pair of tickets. Uh, Fall (laughs) tickets. How many do you want? Uh, And then I said, I need you to put the Frank and Friends logo on the postcard or on everything. And there it is. It's right on there. That's awesome. So, that made me very happy when I got this in the mail. Same day as I got the opera postcard.
1: Do you think that if I got Opera America to put the Frank and Friends logo Mm -hmm. on here that you would enjoy this more? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Which
0: makes me, makes me wonder. I've noticed that my logo is still on the uh, Marble City Opera mailers and email blasts and things like that. And I'm, I thought about not telling you because I thought if it was there by mistake, then I shouldn't say anything because I'm happy that it's there. <laughs> or I should ask you about it because clearly I'm being set up for something down the road.
1: You're always being set up for something down the road. <laughs> How you learn that by hanging out with me? <laughs>
0: What am I being set up for, Deb? You're
1: just like a current sponsor, you know. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about...
0: Oh, we donated to the silent auction. That's right. We, I MC'd the thing.
1: Exactly. Which
0: is similar to what this is. It really is the same deal yeah. as this, yeah. except this is on paper, exactly. and yours is on, on email. We're
1: talking about the cave concert now, and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited about it. Well, I have one more uh, musical thing. I want to hear about your your fabulous trips to New Orleans and Cancun and everywhere else you've been. But there's one other thing that on the musical note that I'd like to bring up is um, I got a a call. You know, we have a special phone number for the Frank and French show. Sure. A Google phone. But, you know, it comes through. And the message, the voicemail is from this lady who says something to the effect of, um, I noticed that we've already paid you for your upcoming performance. Uh-oh. And I thought, well, that, that seems odd. odd. I don't yeah. normally... Um, I hi, this just... is Susan. Uh, I'm the new activity director at such-and-such such, um, retirement okay. home. Yep. And I'm showing that you uh, have already been paid for an August performance, but I don't have the receipt or whatever the bill... Oh, I don't have the, the date. I was wondering if you can call me back and blah, blah, blah. Tell me when you're planning on being here. So I'm excited because I'm thinking, oh, I've got a gig at an old folks home that I didn't even know about. Is this for me? You would think, right?
1: <laughs> well, because I've also sung there.
0: Well, that's confusing.
1: That
0: is confusing. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe they want me to get Einstein Simplified rounded up and go over and do comedy improv for fun. the old folks. Because um, our friends in Asheville, Mandy and Karen, they've done TED Talks, TED Med Talks about the uh, using improv, the rules of improv for Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's caregivers. Mm-hmm. You know, you accept it in advance. You don't deny. You do all the things. Yeah. So I call the lady. I'm all excited. I'm like, how much am I getting paid? Well, first of all, wait. I didn't, how did I get paid? How did I miss out on this?
1: They have a cute little space, too.
0: And so we're talking, and I'm going through, well, are you here? For, do you want to hear my, you know, forensic anthropology lecture on cremation? She said, no, probably not at the old folks' home. I said, okay. <laughs> uh, maybe you wanted me to come and speak about uh, broadcasting? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, uh, comedy improv. Would you like, is that what you're interested in? She's like, no, no. I'm trying to reach... Frank and Friends. The, the old guy and his wife—they're singers. And they go around to the entertainment, the, uh, doing the entertainment at the retirement homes. Like, what are you talking? about? <laughs> so I look it up,
1: and, no, and no, sure no, enough, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's
1: another Frank and Friends. There's
0: a Frank. And, there's an old guy. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a, a Facebook page or anything. I don't think. No. Um, but I found him on there. I I don't know if to put it on the screen, but. I found him on the on Facebook for an event. One of the other old folks' homes had an event listing okay. that said, um, thanks so much to Frank and Friends. There's an old guy and his wife, and they're once singing and one's playing the piano. But I thought, if only I could sing, and if only I could play the piano, Freddie and I could go and make money. So now, uh, basically... Are you going to learn
1: to play? You no, know, you don't. I, okay. What I'm
0: saying is you've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. You could have, but you could have said, well... You know, Catherine Frady and I can come and we'll be right we can over. do like a, a comedy singing duo, you know? Who yeah.
0: knows? Um, yeah, I don't... I, don't can you I, know. I, I would love to do that if I could have any... I can't even imagine... Like, I can picture myself in a lot of scenarios. I can picture myself up in front of a crowd with no script and a microphone and I, and right. I got to get us through the next, right. you know, 15 minutes. Whatever I have to do. I, I can picture myself doing that, but I can't picture myself... Is any kind of entertainment that involves music?
1: Interesting. That's where yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm just. I am just I can't just weave between the strikes. songs.
0: Oh yeah, I could do that.
1: I think that's all you would need, right? Like just kind of be the be MC, the DJ. The DJ. Yeah, mm. exactly.
0: And you would what? Sing to a karaoke? Or Do we have to bring in a third guy to play? We'd probably piano? have
1: to bring in a third person. Okay, yeah. well, it's not yeah. impossible? It's not impossible, well, but I think their name does need to start with an F.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, so, just to make so it's it. It's Freddy, Frank, <laughs> and. Fred. <laughs> Freddy Frank and Fred.
1: Exactly. That's it's, perfect. All
0: right, another side note. Aretha Frankenstein's is coming to South Knoxville. Did you hear? I did not. Okay, well, he's a big thing in Chattanooga. It's pancakes and, um, and waffles, and nice. I might have to go. That sounds All right, good. speaking of selling things, let's talk uh, quickly about our friends at bonezones.com. Don't. Forget Forget the S. Um, They are known for appearing down in uh, Cherokee Caverns where it's nice and cool. So the short sleeve shirt might be appropriate for a hot summer day. But uh, if you're down in the cave or if you're ready for pumpkin spice season, uh, then the long sleeve tee might be more appropriate.
1: Yeah, because isn't it 50 degrees in the cave?
0: 58. 58. I noticed you've shaved a few degrees off for all your publicity. So get those uh, hot right. flash ladies to... to, to get. <laughs> but it's actually 58 down there.
1: 58. I'll have to change that.
0: That's all right. Um, or uh, you've got the uh, the hat and the books. The
1: hat, which I actually quite like, and the books. Ah, very nice. Carved in bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And Death's Acre and the, um, uh, the side skulls. And... Um, there's a new thing they've got coming up. In fact, I should give a plug to the date. Pardon me for keep going to my phone. I meant to take some uh, uh, voluminous notes before the program, but I failed. Um, Ron Ledbetter, who is the uh, former general counsel at UT, has written a voluminous tome, and by that I mean a voluminous it tome. Long. It's mm-hmm. a big book. It's yeah. um, let's see how many pages. Is, is this a textbook? No, it's his life story. Four hundred seventy-five pages. Um, and a big, you know, is, and, and the yeah. print is, is not. It's not. I mean, it's not like it's a.
1: No, it's small
0: print. I mean, big print, small prints, medium. It's like readable. Medium, but yeah. Uh, but it's a large, a large book. And he's going to be at the Parrotwood Memorial Library on August twenty first uh, at four p.m. And that is in, I think, Strawberry Plains, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, on uh, AJ Highway in Straw Plains. So you can meet Ron on. Um, whatever I said, Monday, August 21st, 4 p.m. until 5.30, and learn all about his fascinating life. He just got back from another trip somewhere on the other side of the world.
1: That sounds amazing. So he's
0: always got stuff to talk about.
1: And the good news is is you don't have to read this before you show up.
0: No, I think you're supposed to go there and buy a copy from him and then read it. So, I just... I don't know what happened, but I just, as I was flipping by, I saw the name Boutros Boutros Gali. So,
1: (laughs) it tells you... (laughs) A little bit about what's to come. A
0: little bit in there. So, go to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S, and you can get autographed copies of those, of Sam Venable's books, of some Bill Landry books, and, of course, Dr. Bass's books. He will turn 95 on... um, August thirtieth. Oh,
1: that's amazing! And
0: just today, I get a Facebook message saying, "By any chance, could you come up to Bristol and give a lecture for free?" So I'm like, "No, he's retired, right?" You know, but call Susan at Bone Zones and uh, see if she can find another another forensic anthropologist. And is he still else. signing? He still signs. They go over to his house right. like every two weeks, maybe with uh, merchandise, so he can autograph it.
1: That's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Bonezones Don't forget the S. Okay. Well, um, we're excited at the CAVE concert. We are. We're excited that you're back in town. Yes. We're excited that you went to another country.
1: I did. I went to Mexico. So it's been a crazy whirlwind of a summer. And I've been in New Orleans and Dallas and Baton Rouge. And we went to Cancun for five days. And it was great. Yeah. What'd you do? Nothing. It was great. did something no literally i just sat on the beach took pictures listening to the waves i did go swimming james Uh did some body surfing yeah um but that's about it in the water yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i read about i read three books (laughs) (laughs) ate some food yeah yeah that's about it no it's just like nothing
0: oh wow an actual vacation an
1: actual vacation when's the
0: last time you had an actual vacation because you travel a lot, but you're always working while you do it.
1: The last time I had an actual vacation was December
0: 2019. Wow. Yeah. And so and you, you were able to unplug and turn off and...
1: Turned off all of the internet, all of the phones, just, you know, unplugged completely. Now, I read three books and sat on the beach and...
0: I, I don't think I've ever food. done that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really, truly done that. Because even on, you know, vacations, even in the, in the pre-internet days, I would buy newspapers and scour through them looking for potential things to bring to back to the radio show yeah, or sure. other events. But even, even when I'm on vacation or my wife will tell me, oh, uh, when her sister and her husband come, why don't you research a bunch of things going on around town on You're Labor either. Day weekend so that we, we can plan an itinerary for them? Yeah. I'm like All right. Well, what did you miss when you came back from being off the grid? Was it worth <laughs> it? Or do you think, you know, I probably should have checked email twice.
1: Well, that's a great question. I do think that in the future, I kind of want to take the vacation at the end of a month. That way I can come back and it's the beginning of the month and I can catch up with everything. But yeah, definitely a lot of work to catch up, but it's totally worth it. On the the last night, we saw sea turtles.
0: Oh, wow. Which
1: was really cool because I guess it's um, nesting season between yeah. May and October. Yeah. And we're just like sitting out on one of those little lawn chairs. And they, they close off the, the sand at uh-huh. that time of night. And it's like 10 o'clock. And, um, and the
0: turtles all are checking the tur- their watches. So they yeah, know, that's like- right. The
1: turtles check their watches. Yeah. The moon is out. They're attracted to the light. Oh. And they come out of the ocean up to the sand, lay their eggs, and go back.
0: when do- And they hatch next year?
1: I don't know when they hatched, To be oh. honest, I need to look that up. Uh-huh. I was very concerned because I was like, "Well, that's where we're sitting, though. Like during the day, Yeah. it's like where these sea turtles came up." But the eggs to are buried, nest.
0: so the turtle doesn't care. That's why they buried the eggs. They didn't leave them out for you to crush. They put them. On, they buried them, right?
1: I mean, I don't know. They weren't there. Well, I've very seen. Long.
0: I've seen PBS. They, <laughs> they dig a hole with their back uh-huh. fins, and they put the eggs down there, and then they cover the hole up, and they go back for another back in the right. ocean.
1: They weren't on the... What was concerning to me is that they weren't up there very long. How long does it take to lay an egg? I don't know. I mean, it's not I've like... never personally laid an egg.
0: <laughs> She's only gotten great reviews. Never a pan. Uh, <laughs> she, I mean, the, I, I, here's what I'm imagining. Is the turtle doesn't go up to the land and think, oh, I've got to start thinking about laying an egg. I think the turtle probably is a is like... Ready the, to go? Yeah, it's like it's like when you're going to Bucky's. It's like you know you you know you, you're holding it. You're like you're waiting because you could go to any, right. any bathroom, but the bathrooms thinking, are the
1: best. About if I can if I can just yep. hold on,
0: hold it yep. till I get to Bucky's, mm-hmm. and then when you and then you know so the turtle is just like,
1: <sighs> gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's you know, bursting at the seams, ready to to get the eggs out and get go back in the ocean.
1: Well, that's what they did.
0: Because also I'm that it's very that the fast. Turtles are somehow aware that they are in a vulnerable position. Sure. I don't know what eats turtles, but.
1: I don't know. They were very large, though. It was really cool. I mean, it was re- it was really neat to see them come out of the ocean and up onto the land. Do they come and then out turn
0: forward or forward, and then turn around, and then
1: turn around and go back.
0: And to lay their eggs while while facing the ocean. Yeah. And then back in they go.
1: Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that's cool. That was
0: fantastic. So on your travels, um, how many buckies did you visit on your way to New Orleans and Dallas? And
1: well, there's only really one good Buckies on the way from here to Baton Rouge, and it's in Leeds. What's uh, Leeds, Alabama. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you go there?
1: Every single time. Absolutely.
0: Now, we drove up to, since I've last seen you, we've driven up to, um, well, my wife went a couple of times up to the D.C. area, and I've only been up, up and back once. But both ways, we stopped at the new Bucky's in Sevierville, which is currently nice. the world's largest Bucky's. And one time we were there early enough in the morning that we had the breakfast burrito. Was it good? Oh, my gosh, Catherine, it's just. Uh, a tortilla, and their brisket and scrambled eggs, period, the that end. sounds good. And you don't need anything else. You just eat it, and you're like, oh, this is, that this is good. That sounds good. I
1: yeah. normally get the barbecue, uh, the pulled pork sandwich. Yeah? Yeah. And also all of, like, the popcorn <laughs> and then the ices, the Dr. Pepper icy. I always have to have Dr. Pepper. Well, I kind of
0: like it when they start screaming, sliced brisket <laughs> on the board, you know? <laughs> well, um, you also posted something about the Dr. Pepper ice cream.
1: Oh, yes. Did you like it? Oh, my goodness. It is the best thing I've ever eaten. Because
0: I'm, now I'm having this weird sense of deja vu because so my friend, good. Becca James, who often comes to do podcasts mm-hmm. while you're out of town, is from Houston, and you're from Dallas-ish. Yep. So now I've got this, all this, this Texas stuff mixed in my head because I'm thinking, wait, didn't I already talk to her about the Dr. Pepper ice cream, or did I wait to save that for Freddy?
1: It's Dr. Pepper float ice cream.
0: I bought some for Artie uh, while like he was it? here. Oh, it was
1: great. So
0: and then, later that week, we made our own ice cream using dry ice. Okay. But when you add in the dry ice, it gives it this sensation, which is carbon dioxide, that it, take, it, it makes it like a float. It adds the carbonic acid. Oh, nice. So we can take vanilla ice cream, make vanilla ice cream with dry ice, and as you're eating it, it feels like you 're eating an ice cream float or it tastes like you're eating an ice cream right. float even though there's no actual soda it's interesting
1: that is interesting but it makes sense with, yeah you know
0: yeah, so that'd be a fun thing to try sometime was make t- you know maybe mix in some carbon dioxide into the dr. pepper uh, flavored ice cream from uh, bluebell it's
1: it's a Sounds
0: like fun. I think I would do that. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, we should do it. So what did you do in New Orleans then?
1: New Orleans, we were visiting James's parents. We went to eat. We also saw a friend of ours from the New Orleans Opera. Look,
0: um, I'd say a good 20% of our audience lives in New Orleans. That's you. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about my friend Bean. <laughs> so you can be a little more specific <laughs> about where did you go to eat <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! well I don't really remember I mean one of my favorite places how to eat how do you not remember oh my gosh it's been a busy summer um, Grigri is one of my favorite places to eat they have swordfish ah. which is really really good and it's kind of unique that but used to be my
0: favorite fish when I was a kid was it? and then they stopped and then they banned it well, From from they did. and I think it's back now you can buy it again
1: I don't know. It's the only place Obviously I've ever had it. Yeah. Oh, is it delicious? But it's delicious. Oh, it's okay. I'm trying to think where we went. I mean, Mr. John's is one of our favorite places. Um, nice. I'm trying to... Th- I don't even remember where we went to so eat. So you had a lot, a lot of Sazeracs, is what yeah, you're telling Sazerac's me? Yeah, Sazeracs every <laughs> single time. The best Sazerac is actually... We had a really, really good one at this little place that we were not expecting to have a good one in Baton Rouge um, at, the, at the city... Not at the city club. They're all good. They're all run together. All the Sazeracs run together.
0: (laughs) It sounds like you got a drinking problem, but I'll let that go.
1: (laughs) You know, it does sound that way. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm worried that my wife has a a different kind of drinking problem. She got an email from Starbucks congratulating her for being in the top 1% of Frappuccino drinkers. Nice. And I thought, that's bogus. How can that be? And they sent her a coupon for a free Frappuccino. Okay. So she goes and cashes it in, and they tell her how many, I guess they send her an email or something after that, telling her how many uh, Frappuccinos she's bought in the past year. Oh, my gosh. Um, so needless to say, it's having the opposite effect. <laughs> Instead of encouraging her to no, now buy more Frappuccinos, she says, that's it, I've got to switch. I'm, I've got to stop. I've got to, yeah, apparently she goes to Starbucks more than she thought. That's and we're doing the math, and she's like, this can't be a right number. This doesn't make sense. This would be like she's going twice a week and it doesn't add up because she gets tea and she gets other things. You right. know, she doesn't always get a Frappuccino.
1: Yeah. Well, does she have points, like Starbucks points? And she's, mm-hmm. so she's, when you earn those points, I think that you get some for free. So maybe. They do. You do. Yeah.
0: I mean, believe me, we, we game the system. We go and we purchase the uh, gift cards at Kroger, to get gas points. Right. Then we load them onto the Starbucks app Mm -hmm. and only pay with those so that we get points on that and then we cash in the free ones. Now, I I currently have like 30 or 40 points because I just, I cash them in, you know, relatively quickly. As soon as I get enough 200 points, boom, I'm cashing it in. Jerry's sister, when we walk into her um, Starbucks up in Virginia, first of all, the whole, it's like Norm walking in to cheers. Hi, Peggy! The whole place. (laughs) And then, she, has, she says, I'm going to use points to buy for everybody right? Um, in the family because she's got thousands nice. of points. And, you know, so she can afford to blow a thousand points in one transaction on the five of us. That's awesome. And then, and then that's awesome. But she still pays for her own tea so that she can get more points for the next time.
1: That's my point system with Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I collect so many points, but I always forget to use them. And so then, like.
0: Do they email you free things that they do to I Jerry so all the time? Many they send you her... free
1: things, yeah. yeah. But you know at Chick fil A that you should never order the. If you go through the drive thru and you're in a hurry, do not order the chicken strips. They take 10 to 15 minutes to cook, apparently, and nobody orders them. So they always send you. You know how you have that line, and they're like, oh, well, your food's not ready, so you have to go sit over here and wait for it? Have you ever been in that experience? Um,
0: you know, I have to admit that um, Chick-fil-A doesn't call to me the way uh, yeah, burgers so nice. and other restaurants sure. do. Um, but Jerry goes regularly. And in fact, one of the Chick-fil-A franchisees is a um, donor to the school where she works every twice a month they bring chick-fil-a for the whole school nice so it's amazing so she knows a little bit ins and outs and nice. she was telling me how they just redid the drive through of the one at west town Mall. okay to make it more to accommodate more cars probably for you <laughs> right probably for people like you who are clogging order, up the traffic that's right
1: ordering the chicken strips apparently that's not the thing to order there what
0: do people get at I, I asked because
1: a- you know i was stand. i ended up standing in the store waiting for it yeah You know, so I was waiting, you know, I didn't want them to have to come out to the car and we're sort of in a hurry. We're trying to drive back to Knoxville. And so I was like, so what is ready right now? Because you have like 10 to 12 people coming out of this drive through line that were behind us that now have their food before we do. Yeah, And chicken nuggets and the sandwiches, they have prepared.
0: Oh, see, I thought, wait, there's a difference between chicken nuggets and... And
1: chicken strips. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Insider tip. (laughs) If you're in a hurry, don't order chicken strips. (laughs) Are they delicious, though? They are delicious. Well, then you should order, And they came out piping hot, so that was kind of great. Okay. All right. (laughs) Made to order.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, one more restaurant thing while we're on the topic of restaurants. I told you that the family's coming. It's Jerry's sister, who's well-known at her local Starbucks. And I'm planning this weekend itinerary. Well, Jerry made plans for us to go to a restaurant that... Um, is in their guidebook. They have a guidebook of the United States. Okay, nice. So every state, it mentions Hmm. a few things. And for Tennessee, they have, you know, East Tennessee, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So you go to East Tennessee, and it basically says, Great Smoky Mountains National Park and Dollywood, and it mentions this one fancy restaurant in downtown Knoxville. Okay. Now, we have multiple fancy restaurants in downtown Knoxville. Yeah. But this one...
1: Can I guess which one? Sure. J.C. Holloway? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It could have been Amelia, it could have been. Yeah. Because these these chefs from Blackberry Farm used to go off to the big city, New York York and Chicago, and open fancy restaurants and serve Benton's bacon, and people would get excited. Well, now, these next generation of chefs are saying, well, I don't have to go that far. So they're opening restaurants in East Tennessee, and they're fantastic. So you have to make a reservation. Have you ever been?
1: I have. I've been a couple times.
0: What should I get? I've never been.
1: There's a lot of really good stuff.
0: Cuz I was looking for the cheapest thing, which was chicken strips. So I was probably going to get that.
1: <laughs> you know, if there's I mean, no, it's like actually a, chicken,
0: not chicken strips. There's
1: like a roast or something <clears throat> that like actually is big enough for like multiple people. Oh. That comes with like carrots and potatoes That's and, interesting. and greens. That's interesting. Well, they change
0: the menu every week because of what's fresh. Gotcha. So, I noticed for this week, you know, we're not, it's going to be 2 weeks before we go, so who knows what's going to be on the menu. But right. for the current week, they have A chicken dish for $30, and then the beef dish is like $70 or something like that. Uh, The pork dish and the fish, the trout's like 40-something bucks. So it's going to be expensive. So I was thinking, get the cheapest thing. But when you make the reservations, you have to give them a credit card. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you just walk in, get a walk-in?
1: No, I probably didn't make the reservation. James probably didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So they have this
0: website called Resi. (laughs) Yes. And you go to Resi, and you have to put down a credit card in order to make the reservation. Because if you don't show up, they charge you, I've read, $25. Oh, wow. So I told my wife, I said, be careful, it's going to be $25. Well, she she makes the reservation, uses her credit card, gets the confirmation email from Resi, and says, you know, you have up until a certain day and a certain time to cancel cancel at no charge. But if you miss the deadline your credit card will be charged $100.
1: Okay, it's gone up.
0: No, it's $25 per person.
1: Oh, I wow. misread it.
0: I went back That's and I'm like, I can't be right. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so you don't, you don't miss it. Don't be late.
1: <laughs> well, can you just call and make a reservation instead? Would then it be free? I, I'm not positive
0: because some of these restaurants, you don't they don't even publish their phone numbers anymore. That's crazy. Well, it's other place we went to. I mean, it's just a pizza joint, but there's no phone number available for it. You can check wait times on Google Maps and all these other high-tech ways of doing it. Right. But you can't actually call the place. To make
1: it. That's interesting. Well, you know... You could also one little tip is just order a bunch of little appetizers. Yeah, because they have sliders and things like that. I think on the oh, the small plates. The small yeah, plates. they had small yeah. plates
0: and then they had a salad course. I mean, there's, you can pay one hundred and seventy five dollars a person and have Chef Joseph, whatever his name is, Joseph Len. Um, you sit at the the counter, and he makes the meal in front of you. Oh,
1: well, very fancy. Six
0: courses. Yeah. I don't think we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot. <laughs> that requires like a two-month-in-advance reservation. Well, um, if you do have uh, money to throw around, why not spend it on merchandise from the Frank and Friends Show?
1: <laughs> That's right. At com backslash store, where you can find all these great items, like these fancy mugs.
0: I was and- thinking of... Um, Bring in the sign. I, well, that's another story. I'll tell you another time. I had another possible MC gig. I'm trying to figure out a way to maximize it for publicity. So I'm thinking I could bring the towel and or bring the sign, and hang it up That'd at the good. at the event, right? Yeah. Go look because this is this is the thing.
1: This is still what I really need. I still don't have one, and I don't know why. Well,
0: when's your birthday? I should birthday? have taken
1: this to Cancun.
0: I should have. Yeah, you could. T- Matt, the pictures, Catherine. You wrapped in a towel in the ocean. <laughs> That would have gotten a few clicks. We you You <laughs> have become an Instagram uh, influencer like, right away.
1: We might already have all those subscribers. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, well. That would have been great.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> next time.
0: Uh, you can also uh, uh, binge on audio entertainment when you go to audibletrial.com frank and friends show and get yourself a free. 30-day premium membership to try all of the bells and whistles of Audible. Listen to it on your Amazon Alexa, on your phone app, on all the things, and it will save your place. Plus, premium members get a credit every month for an MP3 download, whether uh, you should download and keep that on your device. So even when you eventually you know, drop dead and stop becoming an uh, Audible member, um, you would your heirs would have these MP3s for you to deal with.
1: That's fabulous. You know, That's one way Make to look sure you at put it. it in your will, then. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, should you at, every, at any time cancel yourself, you still get to keep those MP3s, including the one that you get during your free 30-day trial. So you sign up, and then uh, it just stays, and you keep getting those credits until you, know, you eventually decide. But I think you're going to love it. They think you're going to love it, because there's always new books coming out, always new audio books. Uh, in fact... A couple of my friends now are getting into the audiobook narration biz. Oh, nice! Like my friend Amanda Marr. Do you remember? The, the, I do. Do we get to the Survival chamber of commerce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she now has Amanda Marr voiceovers. Nice. As a side hustle. That's awesome. She's got a lovely voice, and awesome. she's reading books on uh, Audible.
1: That's great. I
0: know, right? That's awesome. Anyway, uh, so audibletrial.com dot com slash frank and friends show help us get to those subscribers. And if you're still watching, Jody from Crippled Beagle Publishing. Thank you. I noticed we are we went up one.
1: Nice.
0: I went to a fancy wedding over the weekend. I'll tell you about that another time. And I, I thought I got these few people said I saw them hit the button that they were subscribing, but it didn't.
1: It didn't connect. Oh, I mean I don't know
0: interesting. either that or other people can't dropped off because it happens all the time. You know you gain two, you lose one. You gain two, you lose one. So yeah. eventually that's why it's such a Just slow, like, a slow crawl. The
1: exact but we're same to get way to, I would to, crawl up a mountain.
0: Trying to get to mm-hmm. a thousand. That's all right. right. Well, thank you, Catherine.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for
0: having me. Oh, sure. Good luck. Uh, toy toy, toy in the uh, cave. Uh, That's why we said that at the beginning, because in case you're not watching anymore. Uh, Stalactites, (laughs) Sopranos, Sopranos. and Stilettos. (laughs) Or four Stilettos. Six feet, four Stilettos. (laughs) Six feet enter, four Stilettos leave. (laughs) It's a smackdown. (laughs) In the Historic Cherokee Caverns, tickets at marblecityopera.com slash tickets. I didn't plug it in on my radio show every day, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's my idea. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) I want it to sell out like last year.
1: That's why you have that logo on our emails. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: This is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.